Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. So, whoo, praise God, praise God. Warning, warning. It's time to evacuate and enter God's rest. Praise God. That's what God put on my heart, but I want to tell you something about this. Now, I had done my research about a month ago. I came up with this sermon topic over a month and a half ago. Lo and behold, I didn't know that I was going to walk into the situation. Okay? <laughs> Woo! He wanted to keep me humble, I gather. So when, he, when I come before you, he wanted me to be filled with integrity. integrity. I came from this place of the evacuation. I just, it was just a topic to me, evacuate. But I know the true meaning of evacuate, praise God. And when somebody tell you evacuate, evacuate, praise God. So this is, uh, and then Hebrews 4.11 says, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. Now, evacuate, to evacuate means to get from a place of danger into a place of safety. How does it apply to the word? So we get from that dangerous place, right? That dangerous place is when we have all these, this non-trust, this disbelief, disobedience in God. So in our lives, we have a dangerous place, right? That's a dangerous place. But when we enter God's rest, that's a place of safety. Praise God. Okay, let me tell you something. Before I go, I have to tell you, oh, my God. So while I was in (laughs) Panama City, I got to let you know this, over there on vacation, chilling <laughs> so anywho we out there ooh, and so Saturday we got there Sunday we got there we having fun going out to eat going to the restaurants enjoying ourselves Monday we still I'm like woo, vacation after two years thank you Jesus I haven't had a vacation in two years and I was having fun right so I go down to the stairs and I'm like, Go downstairs, this happened, we needed some towels or whatever it was, go downstairs. And I asked the people at the front desk, the receptionist or whatever, excuse me, can we have some towels? They said, well, ma'am, we're evacuating. I said, what you talking about, Willis? (laughs) He said, they said, didn't you see the news? I said, no, we're on vacation. I wasn't looking at the news, praise God. (laughs) I was out on the beach. This is a 9.30 at night, right? I said, well, where are we supposed to go? He said, I don't know, but you're going to get out of here. I said, oh, my God. So anyway, this is my experience with this evacuation. So so you got to get out of here. I said, well, where do we go? I don't know. We, we flew over there, and then we rented a car. So we go back to the room, and I, I tell my husband, I'm like, David, they said, we got to evacuate. We got to get out of the room. He said, well, look, calm down. We're just going to ride it out. I said, lies you tell. We're getting out of here. And so anyway, so he said, you got to ride it out. We're not riding out nothing, right? So I'm like, look, and this is me, and this is my panic mode, you know. See, evacuate. When they say evacuate, I'm like, okay, come on. We got to get, we, we got to get out. Oh, Lord, come on. I'm grabbing up all my, come on, Dad, we got, come on, where's my rest of my bag? I'm, you know, grabbing up my bags, right? We got to evacuate, right? <laughs> we got to evacuate. Come on, we got to, and I, I said, ooh, I'm waiting, get some more bags, you know, because we had all these bags, right? 
And so he's like, look, you need to, first thing, you need to calm down. Calm down. I'm like, I am calm. But let's go, right? He said, no, no, no. What we're going to do, this is, this is what we're going to do. We got to get a plan. He said, no, I'm not going anywhere until you come up with a plan. We got to come up with a plan. So what's the plan? I said, there's a plan. The plan is we got to go. Let's go. Praying is simple, right? So we evacuate. Okay. I want you to hang on to that story because I'm going to tell you some more later. But let me get into my word. <laughs> now, when we talk about entering God's rest, and, 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 and that's a good thing because that did happen on that vacation. I had to learn how to enter God's rest because I was in panic mode, right? And... And everybody, I know everybody was scared, you know, get out of there, get out of there, you know. But we were stuck. And when you're stuck in a place, right, the only person that you can turn to is God, right? And what I had to do is learn how to enter his rest. When I entered God's rest, and that meant putting down all my worries, my anxiety, my frustration, I was able to maintain control. I was okay. I said, okay, God got this. Now, what is God's rest? The rest that God is talking about, because, oh, and then, in, in matter of fact, we're going to be coming from Hebrews chapter 4, 1 through 12, before we get into what is God's rest. Let's, get, let's go to scripture first. Hebrews 4, 1 through 12. And it says, therefore... Since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had, uh, for we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now, we who have believed enter that rest just as God said. So I declared, uh, uh, I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Now, I want to go up here because, and then, and the reason why, oh, because we can see it in five, he said they shall never enter the, their, their rest. Well, the reason why they weren't able to enter that rest was because of disobedience, non-belief, trust. There were trust issues, right? Okay. There were trust issues, right? And then when we, I don't want to read, because for, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read the whole scripture. You can read it on, on, on your time. But because of disobedience, they weren't able to enter that rest. I knew that rest was so significant because it was mentioned 11 times, right? It's, rich, it's mentioned 11 times. So that shows some significance to it, right? And then when we look at and when we talk about non-trust, disbelief, I'm going to show you something. Uh, oh, so anyway, so the rest here, the rest God is talking about is not a rest from your daily work or being physically exhausted from a hard day's work. It is that profound peace that God gives to those who love and obey him regardless of circumstances. It is a peace that involves the whole faculty as the Bible dictionary stipulates. It is a profound peace 
peace that does not affect whether you are rich or poor, intelligent or unintelligent, black or white. It is a rest that heals and makes you hold. Rest and peace are synonymous. It is a rest that calms your fears, fears and gives you a sense of stability to face the future with confidence, regardless of what is happening around you. Right, right. Go to the next one. I found so much in this rest. I, I mean, I went deep. I really went deep with rest. And then it says, it is a kind of peace that allows you to be in a state of rest at all times, trials or joyful times, because you are trusting. There it is. You are trusting. Remember, they couldn't, the Israelites couldn't get in, couldn't get that rest because they didn't trust. Praise God. So they had trust issues. Praise God. Trusting the Lord. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Because he trusted on thee, trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Not only being at rest, but also renewed in your inner life. Because God says, my grace, my grace, and that grace and peace. Oh, we're going to... My grace is sufficient for you. Even when extremely tired, the Holy Spirit gives you strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Somehow you find the grace, because we're going to talk about, somehow you find the grace to do the impossible in your life. Praise God. Next one, Max. It is a lifestyle that enables the believer not to be moved by trials and tribulations of life. You know all things are working for good to those who love the Lord. The believer lives by faith and the just shall live by faith. The scripture says the steps of a good man or woman, they didn't, they didn't say but, but the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's Psalms 37, 23, right? Now, we have further meaning of rest. And I like, I like that Hebrew because I want to study that more too. Okay, and the Hebrew word for rest is knock, to rest, to be quiet. Sometimes it's synonymous to Shabbat, to cease or to rest. The Greek word for rest is anaposis, right, meaning cessation, refreshment. Christ's rest is not a rest from work, but in work. That's what grace, okay, is not a rest from work, but in work. Not the rest of activity, but of the harmonious working of all the faculties and affections of, of will, heart, imagination, conscience. Because each has found in God the ideal sphere of his satisfaction and development. That comes from the concise dictionary. Now, we have some, dictionary, some uh, 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 dictionary words for rest. Quiet, calmness, tranquility, peacefulness, serenity, stability. Praise God. Praise God. All right, here we go right here. Now about rest this is what God is talking about right here see this is what we do every day right I found myself doing this I'm going to show you something I'm going to uh I, I, I this is this is what happened all that right there I can't hold the phone and do that I mean the phone I called it a phone y'all anyway let me go ahead and get my this let me let me get my bag of prod. This is my problem. Uh -huh. Oh, this is my words. This is my words right here. Right. This right here. This right here. I'm a trouble. This right here is my anxiety. Oh, yeah, I got anxiety right here. So this is my anxiety. 
get away from my problems so that I could rest, so that I could alleviate the anxiety that I was going through. So I figured to go on a trip. Praise God. God, I'm change. God show me something. And uh, I made sure to bring my pumps, right? Yeah, okay. And uh, so I'm doing this, right? see God. I see his rest. Oh, shoot. You know, let me go over here. Let me take my problems and my frustrations and my, my word racing. And let me kind of, let me go over here and try to, let me go and get to God. But, uh, oh, wait a minute. I can't. Oh, heck. Wait a minute. I, wait. I'm trying to hold on to my problems. I'm trying to hold on to my frustration. I, I don't want to let go of my anxiety. I, I need my worry. I, 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 but I trust in God. I said, I trust in God, right? I said, he said, you can't enter my rest because of disobedience. You see, my trust, my problems, my anxieties, my worries, my frustrations is disobedience. And it shows that I didn't trust God enough, right? So he's saying, there's no way that you can enter. I'm still trying to get into his. I can't get. Well, wait a minute. Wait, shoot. Oh, wait a minute. I can, wait, I'll do this. Let me let go of trouble. Let me put trouble over there. Okay. I'll put trouble over there. Okay, and let me get how to see. I cause I want to I let go something. Okay, but I'm still trying to get into God's rest, right? I still got anxiety that's right there, and I got depression and heartbreak and troubles, and still can't. No, I can't. That's oh gracious. So if I put down fear, man, anxiety kind of huge. Ooh, anxiety, cause that's my life. Anxiety is real big. So I had to put down anxiety and I got to put down brokenness and hurt when I reach out and help people and I do all that I can and I get kicked for it and I get lied on and slandered. Uh, she's supposed to be a Christian and uh, when I can't help them anymore and uh, all is hurt right here, right? Uh, people hurt. I got to Put this in because I, I try not to let people hurt me too bad. See, my, my people hurt not as big as my anxiety. Praise God. And so I put my people hurt down right here. And I, I can enter his rest. I got three bags. Ooh, I held on to that. Oh, Jesus, thank you, God. And then he's like, mm, no, you can't enter my rest because you're still holding on to something. So I said, oh my God. So, well, now I gotta, well, I try to run away and get to the beach. But again, when I ran away from anxiety, I ran into more anxiety when I ran into the Hurricane Michael. Praise God. And I'm trying to run from anxiety. And there it was, right? So he was just on another side. So I can put him down, right? Put him down. And OK, I 
put my trip down because I was trying to run away from my problems. Praise God. And, oh, man, it's still hanging on. Well, I can get rid of some of this right here. Let, let the trouble, let the depression. I can, I can get rid of that. And Well, I got this bag that sometimes we still try to do this. We say, yeah, I trust God. You trust, yeah, I have all my trust in God. But you're still holding on to something and you want to take a rest and you want to sit in God, but you disobedient. How can you how can you enter my rest when you don't trust me? So I'll say, oh, man, God, OK, you're right. OK, I'm going to let some stuff go. All right. All right, then I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I feel you. OK, I understand. So I'm going to put. <laughs> so I still want to. Keep a little something because we still want to hold on. Even when people praying for us, we hear the words, we know the words, we know the script, but we still can, and we know God. And then you say, "Well, God can't." No, you can't. Okay, my oh my God. Okay, well shoot. Okay, well I put. Oh, let me go and put that down. Then okay, I put another. Got another. Okay, God. God, can I? Can I now? I just, and do you see, do you see, I'm going to show you my life because you see anxiety, right? But this is anxiety, so I let go, this, I still got a little bit. I'm going to be real with you because this is what I'm, this is what I was carrying. Still got a little bit of anxiety and I'm like, well, God, I only got a little bit. God, God, can I, is it a little bit? No, because even a little bit, you know when they, they, you hear about the, the faith of a mustard seed, no matter how small it is, it's still doubt. It's still unbelief. It's still there. I don't care how small it is, how big it is. It's still, you still are not trust. I want you to completely trust me. So what I got to do, uh, Lord God, uh, oh God, I'm used to this anxiety creeping up every now and then because I'm doing so much and trying to be so much to so many people and everybody pulling on me and uh, I'm expected to do this, and I'm expected to hold my face up when things are going bad. I'm so expected to keep continuing to go on, even though I don't feel good on the inside. I, again, I say I might look good on the outside, but on the inside, I'm kind of toe up. I, I'm holding on to some stuff, and so I had a, a, a little bit of anxiety. And then so I said, that little bit of peace, and, but nothing's there. <laughs> So here's my anxiety and what I did when I was in there running for Michael, because that's my vacation running for Michael, right? And I did this and I... Now I'm able to enter God's rest. Because when we see in the book of Genesis, when it talks about the Sabbath, that God rested on the Sabbath, right? It wasn't that he was tired, right? It wasn't that he didn't, uh, 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 he was tired from work or he was tired at all. He rested because it was finished. Praise God. And because it's finished, when we rest in, his, in God's rest, he's saying, it's finished. Why are you worrying? Why do you have them problems? Why frustration? Why? Because when you enter my rest, it's finished. That's why you're not allowed to bring in your problems, your frustration, because it's finished. 
It's a finished product. Whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through is finished. You can't see the outcome. You can't see it in the physical. It's finished. But I want you to enter my rest. I want you to trust in me. That's why the Israelites couldn't get there. Because of disbelief, disobedience. And disbelief is not not trusting. It all relates to not trusting. And he's saying, you have to trust me. You cannot, I don't care how holy you think you are. Oh, you a holy roller. You say you trust and you go around and say, oh, I have faith in God. I have all the trust and faith in God. But for real, you really holding on to some stuff. You can't get free because you're holding on. Until you let go completely, not even a tiny bit. He didn't want just that tiny bit. See, this is what he taught me through this right here. This was my lesson that I had to learn. I needed to learn how to enter his rest. Even saying I have faith, pastors can get up in the pulpit, things happen, and I don't care who it is. With life, things like life, things called life happens. Something else too, what I, do, what I did too, I'm learning a lot about this rest. We can't allow people to take us out of our rest. Praise God, because it happened. So while I'm in my wrestle, I kept learning to get in my rest, and I'm in my rest, and here come slander. Here come lies. Here come somebody pushing me to the end where it made me come out of my rest and out of myself. What my mama told me, my mama said, she always said, she said, Diane, can't nobody bend you over unless you were already bent. My mother was a great philosopher. She was a great, she can't nobody bend you over unless you were already bent. She said, Diane, you have to teach people how to treat you. I asked her this question. I said, but mama, when you love somebody and somebody love you, why do you have to treat, teach somebody who love you how to treat you? She said, and that's another problem. You have to take a look at that, reevaluate the situation. Right? So, People, our work situations, we can be in our rest and something happen. Somebody say something funky out their face. Right? Come at you, incorrect, all kinds of ways. You done prayed up, stayed up. I'm going to tell you something. I prayed up, stayed up. I wore, I had the Bible on my head, cross around my neck, anointed my head with oil. I was reading the word back and forth, saying, I even did some, oh, I tried to even, so, 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 you know, trying to do, 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 and then they take you out your right, and then you come, here you come, and then your mouth open up. Because why? Because you came out of God's rest, you were supposed to stay there. That's where we fall short. Praise God. We also fall short also trying to be holy. Only God himself is holy. See, I tried so hard, and when, 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 when I failed, I beat myself up. I'm like, gosh, darn, darn it. I failed that test. Because I, I failed a lot of tests. I be failing them all the time. Lord Jesus. I whoop, failed that one. But I don't beat myself up as much as I used to because I used to really beat myself up about it, you know, And because uh, that doesn't change who I am. That doesn't change my heart for God. That doesn't stop me from serving and doing what I do for God. But 
that test, I failed. But God let me know, okay now, I'm gonna give it to you again, because they give it to you in different forms. Now, can I tell you, in my life, I was passing a lot of tests, but that one, who good God, my who, she, who, Lord Jesus, who, I failed, y'all. But that's okay, because I'm human, right? But I just have to learn how to enter God's rest more. So I've been working diligently on entering God's rest. First Peter 5, 6, right, 5, 6 says, cast all your worries and burdens on the Lord. This is what we're doing. We keep trying to. That's me right there, trying to carry it all. We keep trying to carry it all. I made a big mistake, too. God showed something to me. He pointed it out. I used to say, who? I feel like I got the weight of the world on my shoulders. He said, don't you ever say that again, because only Jesus can carry the weight of the world. I was reprimanded for saying that, because I used to say it all the time. I feel like I got the weight of the world on my shoulders. I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. I get whichever way. Get, got, have. So, the world, the weight of the world on my shoulders. And he said it. I heard it. Plain. Don't you ever say that again. You're not worthy to carry the weight of the world. Only Jesus himself can carry the weight of the world. Now, you might have carried a few problems. But you didn't carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. And a lot of times people do say that. I hear it often. Man, I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. No, you don't. You got your little problems and issues and concerns and what have you, but you don't have the weight of the world. Because if you have the weight on the world of the world, you die. You be dead. Pop. Done. Weight come poop. You're out. Right? Just like that. Right? So it says give all. So you got the gist of it. But God showed me that I, need, I, need, I needed to demonstrate it so you could see. And look, man, and, and, I, and I, I looked at this, and I'm like, well, wow, anxiety is bigger than all the luggage there compared to problems, people kind of, you know, small. And don't let people take you out your, out the will of God. Although it do happen, and if it happen, repent and keep it moving. Praise God. Next one. Like the Bible Next one, Max. Okay, so I've already actually covered that because the hindrances, there are hindrances to entering into God's rest. Lack of faith in God's word, lack of knowledge, fear and disbelief, hardening of the heart, independence from God, pride and arrogance, anxiety and worry. Look with that. And I was right there. Right there. I, I don't have I don't. I, I'm, I'm so self-conscious. I don't even have that. But right here. Got me right there. Right there. And actually, it can go up here because that's lack of faith. And here you go like that. Look. Evacuate. Evacuate. Right? And here we go. Trying to take everything out the house. Got the fishbowl. Got the television. What the world? Are you going to get the television in the storm? Lord. But anyway. But. You see him right here, right? Remember I told you about Jesus. We say having the weight of the world on our shoulders. That's what it feels like when we got all this stuff going on in our lives, right? The weight, right? He even got the chair. Did he get, do he have his laptop? Yep. He even had the fish in the fishbowl. Now, you know that. It make no sense. But he's struggling, and this is what we do. We struggle 
to keep all that junk up, all he got to do is just put aside. It won't be a struggle. Yeah. Right. Praise God. Praise God. So we go to the next slide. Now, it says what it means to cease from your works. Praise God. And grace, grace is, grace is given, it's, it's, it's from work to work. So when we go from work to work, that's that rest. From work to work in God. When we go from work to work, we're going to work in the spiritual things of God. We're coming from a physical work to a spiritual work when we go into that type of rest as well because there are many connotations to that rest. So entering God's rest is to accept the grace given by God to live the Christian life and principles only through faith. Here we go again. That faith and trust is so big, right? And it is not our righteousness. It is what Jesus did for us on the cross. When we believe it, we become righteous through faith, not by struggling to be perfect or holy or to be good, right? You can never be holy or perfect, struggling or trying. You will fail miserably. I did that. That's me right there. It is only when you believe God's word through faith, you enter into God's rest and you can cease from your struggles to be perfect. There are no perfect people out there. No, only Jesus himself. I said that at one of my meetings when I worked at DSS. I said, I want to see all the perfect people stand up. They, I said, you lying, sit down, because only Jesus is perfect. Praise God. I got reprimanded for that, but that's okay. Again, that's why they put the water on the flow. So, those who heard the last sermon, they know. <laughs> Because I spoke my mind. <laughs> it gets me in trouble a little bit, but that's okay. They got the gist of it. <laughs> so anyway, rest and you cease from your struggles to be perfect and follow your own self-will. That's what we mess up right there. Trying to follow our own stuff. We want to do our own thing. It's my thing. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Yeah. I can't tell you. I ain't going to say the rest. But anyway, oh, somebody said it. See, woo, we know. Uh-huh. But anyway, so, <laughs> so now then entering, and then what it means to cease from your works, entering God's rest is to accept the grace, grace, there it is again, grace given by God to live the Christian life and principles only through faith. It is not our righteousness. It is what Jesus did for us on the, oh, we said that already. Max, what you going to do? Man, we doing that again? Max. Oh, who doing that? Somebody back there. Oh, whoo. Thank you. Yeah, because when I read that, I'm like, wait a minute, didn't I say that again? Okay. <laughs> Until you cease from your labor, works, or struggles, and trying to allow the Holy Spirit to live the Christian life in you, then the battle to be holy stops. Then your rest comes. You rest while the Holy Spirit fights for you. You only have to believe this in faith, what the word of God says. Relax and give up your struggles and the fight to be holy. And the Holy Spirit will give you the power, power. Somebody say power. power. Somebody say power. power. Say it again. Power. All right now. He will give you the power to overcome, not in your own strength. At that point, you cease from your works. 
plots and schemes to exert your way, your own ways. You give way to accept the will of God in your life directed by the Holy Spirit. Then you listen to him to direct you in wisdom, in daily life and destiny. So relax. See, he was talking to me. Relax. Seek my wisdom. Right? Let the Holy Spirit take over. Stop. Get out the way. Get your flesh out the way because you're messing up. Right? Next one. Then we talk about the significance of the spiritual rest. Right? The believer is strongly encouraged to enter into God's rest. Hebrew 4.1.3 says, let us therefore fear least a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Not being mixed. Mixture. Mixed. Pastor's book. Mixture. That's a shout out. I helped y'all, Pastor. Mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into his rest. Praise God. We're going to get on through this. And then what does God's rest signify spiritually? We said the rest talked about here is very profound. It concludes up the end game of our existence on earth and how we can live in peace and rest despite being poor or rich, right? It is peaceful existence that enhances and enriches your life here on earth and when over on earth continues in the hereafter. This is a promise that God has given to humanity. Praise God. And that's a great promise. You need to clap, give God a hand clap and praise for that humanity. Praise God. There, there is life after death, even though some say these religions and whatever they, well, I don't know what they follow, but they're not following God. The scripture reminds us that it is about obedience to God's words. Those who heard it in the wilderness, and that's what I told to talk to you about. Those who heard it in the wilderness perished because they did not believe the word of God. They did not have faith in it. They rejected it through unbelief and lack of faith. They were destroyed in the wilderness and could not enter into their rest, which is the promised land. Now, right here, when you're not able to enter that rest and you have all them problems and them, them anxieties and them worries, you're going to be destroyed because you're in a dangerous place. It's going to destroy you because you're in a dangerous place. That's why we have to evacuate because the evacuation means that you're in a dangerous place. Danger. Um, uh, back in the day, uh, back in the day, they had us uh, lost in space. And Will Smith, the robot, would come and say, Danger, danger, Will Smith, danger. That's what that re represented right there. It was telling me, danger, danger. You are going beep, beep, beep. I'm like, oh, shoot. I got to let some of this, and I learned how to do this, right? I'm still working on it. I'm a work in progress. I'm still working on trying to enter that rest. And everybody in here go through the same things. And God just wanted me to, I think, expound on it or show it because people needed to know what to do. When faced with these situations, when faced with these burdens, we can't be told, yeah, well, you know, and, and everybody, and you, we know, we know, you know, people, you know, trust in the Lord, did you talk to God about it? Hey, I said, yeah, I prayed, I fell on my face, I upside down, hip, flipped my head, swung across the chandelier, did everything I could, but <laughs> I kept holding to all that mess, right? 
Many are still perishing, and this, this is the sad thing. This is sad because many are still perishing today, today, because they will not accept God's word, but fail to put all, and I told you, all. He didn't say some of my trust, a little bit of my trust. He said all, all their trust in God, that they will save and heal them. We are warned. It says throughout scripture, throughout scripture. That's what the prophets were doing, warning. They were warning. We are warned not to be like this people because God is real. He's real, he's alive, and he's not playing. Because we are in the last of the last days. It's time to get it right. He gave me something to say, you better turn or burn. Get your house in order. Right? We got to get it together. A lot of us don't have it together, and we're right here in the church. But once we get it together, I think we're going to be okay. I Actually, no, we are going to be fine. Because, again, we are seeds. Matter of fact, priestly seeds. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, next one. Oh. Okay. The rest the believer is encouraged to seek is that peace and tranquility that enables you to enjoy the labors of your life. Now, you can work and you can, I, I found something. No matter how much money you have, I don't care how much money, millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire, if you don't have peace, you don't have nothing. You don't have nothing. You have no life. Life is living you. You're not living life. Praise God. And you are not able to enjoy, the, matter of fact, the fruits of your labor. You're working hard every day. You might have a home. You got to know how to do all this stuff, but you're really not enjoying it because you're working to keep it up. Right? So it is that lifestyle that allows you to love and obey God as you strive materially. I just was taught, just hit it, materially here on this earth. The scripture asks, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Oprah. What shall a man or woman give in exchange to their soul? We got a lot of sellouts. Sold out Christians. Sold out churches. Just sold out. But now is the time to arise build and move forward on a different platform but on a, a platform of filled with integrity filled with God's word nothing but God's truth not adding to it or taking away from it. his truth not interpreting what you know what you thought it meant or this his truth accuracy because that false interpretation is what got a lot of people messed up okay so we can go on we're almost done, I think. So going back, and I can't, you know, we are strongly encouraged to enter that rest. So while you're still living, seek this rest that God promised through faith. Why? Because God promised that to the believer and is one of the greatest of the riches of God's grace, rest or peace. Without peace and rest in your life, you can't achieve anything. And your mind will remain restless and unstable despite material opulence. Praise God. Praise God. And then, you know, on occasion, 
and you don't have to, this is just references to entering God's rest. It, it helped me. I need to find scriptures about entering his rest to help me to get into that rest when I was out of that rest. I kept having to find scriptures to refer to. Let me find some scriptures, you know, that will help me along the way about this rest because it's so significant. It's so significant. Matter of fact, my son gave it. Um, I call my son. He's like my mentor, Dale. Uh, and, and I'm so proud of him because he's getting ready to be licensed on ordained in November. And he, I call him about a problem or situation, and he's like, Mom, he said, you need to read Hebrews 4, 1, 11. And matter of fact, read First Peter 5 and 6. He said, that's what, and he always give me scripture. Whenever I call, he'll say, Mom, you need to refer to this scripture. You know, he said, da, 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 and he does, I mean, I'm like, oh, man. I said, okay, son. And so he actually introduced me to that, that uh, about the rest. Then something, then God just put on me, you need to learn more about this rest. Because I haven't really heard it a lot, you know, not out in other places. But um, so you can always have reference. That's your, 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 your Bible is your tool. Right. My son gave an now He gave this example. He, he preached last uh, week or so. He said it's like, say, one of those bags. He said you have to. He said when you're going through cer cer certain situations in life. Right. He said they have a tool for anxiety. You go in your tool toolbox. Right. He said you might not. I might not carry around the whole Bible, but I have tools in my toolbox from the Bible, right? So I can use scriptures whenever I need to. There's a scripture for worry. There's a scripture for frustration. There's a scripture for anxiety. There's a scripture for depression. So he carry his bag and whenever he needs, just pull it out. So that's how we have to be versed. We have to be versed with that word to know what to use in time of need because that is our help. Praise God. So the next one, I think we, okay. First John, 216 and 17 it says uh, these material things of life will pass away someday but God's word remains forever God's word is the truth and those who don't have God's rest through faith or belief will believe the word of God will not inherit in eternal life God says don't allow the struggles of life to rob you of a greater glory of living with me someday though the struggles of life are sometimes chaotic hectic and troublesome he will never leave you or forsake you right those who put his but those who put their trust in God praise God the Lord understands your struggles because he has been there he encourages us to come to him in times of confusion and complexities of life his compassion and grace will enable you to rise above the circumstances of life this is true and I can attest to God's grace faithfulness and deep compassion I keep saying God is real praise God and and then we know about the final rest there is a final rest, right? There is also a final rest when our labors are ended in this life for the people of God. Then we go back to God and are ushered into his presence for our final rest. Revelation 21 says, 21.4, and God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes and they shall be no more death, neither sorrow, neither crying, neither shall there be any more pain. May my mother rest in peace because she did pass from cancer. And anybody out there that you know, passed. For the former things are passed away. So they're in their new bodies. They have the new life. They moved on. They get that. That's another rest. 
praise God. And this is, uh, we can go on up to close it out. Okay. When we possess God's rest, this is what it does. It eases the pain we bear daily because we enter into God's rest. It refreshes and relaxes our minds and bodies. We are able to lay down in peace instead of torn by inner struggles. We are able to operate our lives in peace and achieve our vision and goals because that was prohibited. I, you know, you, you, whew, when you got all that right there and you can't rest, there's no way that you can achieve your vision or goal, right? Right? It's an obstacle. Praise God. And then our minds are calm and restful, not rattled by anything. Thus, it is time to evacuate and enter God's rest. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org. Or call us at 704-821-7360. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.